hello and welcome to the special episode of the Monaco Weekly. I'm Fernando Augusto Pacheco, and for today's show, I speak with the founder and designer of Brazilian brand Hundred, André Namital. For the latest collection of the brand, he teamed up with the Sergio Rodrigues Institute to create a beautiful collection inspired by the major Brazilian furniture designer. André Namitala from Hundred, which I have to say is one of my favorite Brazilian brands. Every time I go to Brazil, I have to go to the Hundred shop. So it's a pleasure talking to you here, André. Before we talk about the new collection, which is very special, which is inspired by the great Sergio Rodrigues, explain to us a little bit more about the brand. I know you are the founder. Uh, when actually Hundred uh, started? Hey, nice to meet you. Uh, great talking to you as well. Hundred started 2012. So it's been 11 years since the beginning. I actually, I, I started studying law, law school for a year and quickly uh, found out that it was not my thing. So in the middle of the course, I, I started a job in fashion and it kind of like changed my mind. And uh, since the first job, I was actually tasked to go to New York City for a research trip and the combination of starting working with fashion and already coming to New York to research, it, like it, it, my mind was uh, so much wider. And when I came back to Brazil after a month there, uh, I decided that I was going to, to keep up with the fashion and that it was actually fulfilled me in so many parts because I wasn't just designing. I was researching. I was uh, understanding the people outside. I was coming to the stores and getting to know how the business was developed. I was also creating. So it was a job that I kind of understood that being a creative director was doing a lot of things that I like, like uh, becoming uh, very close to the photographers, doing the conceptual part of the shooting and the films and everything, also designing, also looking for materials, uh, being in the atelier. So I, I quickly understood that... That was my that was my goal in life. No, I was going to ask as well because I wanted to know more. Where are you from in Brazil as well? Because it's a brand from Rio, right? Yes, exactly. I was born in Rio, raised in Rio. I'm still living in Rio. I'm actually divided between São Paulo and Rio, but the atelier is actually in Rio, and we have two stores here as well. Uh, São Paulo, we have three stores, and but some São Paulo is, as you know, is a bigger city and more. You don't have the beach in Sao Paulo, so people have to buy clothes and wear clothes. Different than here. Uh, you have the beach, so you have like, you're barely, like almost naked every time. And it's a very warm city. And Sao Paulo, you have the industry, you have uh, all the fashion brands, you have the runway show, you have the fashion week. So Sao Paulo is a, is a city that for us is, uh, the market is more open. But the atelier and the brand was, was born in, in Rio uh, with me. Uh, in 2012, I started with a small line of shirts, like I think it was five shirts, five models. And I, I didn't know anyone in fashion, actually. So it was like I literally was wearing my clothes and, and trying to go outside and trying to go to places that I know that the fashion people would be. Uh, so I was literally like wearing my, my shirts and trying to get to notice. And I remember there was this guy, Jose Camarano, which is a stylist here in Brazil. Uh, he was opening a pop-up store in Ipanema and he saw me wearing one of my clothes and he said, do you want to sell here? And I said, yes, definitely. So it was my first commercial deal and 
it was very successful and the clothes already like for, i think one of the shirts uh, went to a newspaper and then uh, the awareness of the brand was starting to get to know and it was it so i literally was was selling one shirt to to buy the more fabrics to make the new collection and it was very organically it still is very organic because i don't have partner i don't have an investor so it's an independent brand until so I think that was pretty much the beginning. And it feels to me that you, you guys have a, a kind of a solid expansion. Because I remember I'm from Sao Paulo. I was so excited when you opened the store in Jardins. And now I see you are at a shop in Guatemi, which is, you know, a great address in the city of Sao Paulo yeah. as well. So it's growth kind of, but, you know, organically, as you said, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, actually, when I opened the store here in Rio, in Panema, it was a very surprising thing to me, like, I opened the first stores in 2017, so five years after I launched the brand. And then I, I only had one store at the time, so I was literally living in the store. So every day I was in the store, I was selling, I was I was getting to know the customers, I was I was there, like I was on the sales floor. And every weekend and every holiday, the whole Sao Paulo crew came to Rio. And that was surprising to me because there was always like a small, like a small fight between Rio and Sao Paulo and, and, and like, no, you're the city, you're the, you're the beachy city. So uh, I was very surprised that everybody from Sao Paulo was coming to spend uh, holidays and weekends in Rio. And it was funny because like 90% of my, of my sales in that day was from people from Sao Paulo. And okay, I, I was noticing it. So I, I was thinking, I, I was a bit shocked. And like from the second, from the second month of the store in Rio opened, Everybody was asking, when are you going to open Sao Paulo? Where are you opening Sao Paulo? When are you going to open Sao Paulo? And the question, uh, I, I thought it was funny at first, but like like coming into like uh, after six months, the question was like a routine. And then I said, okay, I have to think about Sao Paulo. And then I started like uh, doing some events in Sao Paulo, like through some multi-brand stores that I, that I used to sell. And then I remember I did one in Pinga. It's a multi-brand store in Jardins, very close to my to my store right now. And they, I, I never had that much amount of sales in one day. And then I said, okay, there was a click. I need to come to Sao Paulo. And actually, my store is just one street after Pinga, at my first store. And then I remember the feeling of coming to the store, the empty store. And it was so big, so much bigger than the one that I have in Rio. And I thought it would be like a lot uh, much more expensive here. And no. That was the difference between Rio and Sao Paulo. The rental in Rio is so much more expensive than Sao Paulo. And when I found out that that store that was so big was actually cheaper than the one that I have in Rio, I said, okay, this is it. So it was very uh, much of a coincidence as well because the, the pavements in front of the store is actually the same pavements of Copacabana Beach. So it was funny because I was opening a store in Sao Paulo, but with the like the same pavements and the same feeling of Rio. And it was actually a success since the first month, uh, the store in Jardins. And it's a bigger store. The same year that I opened the store in Sao Paulo, I joined the Fashion Week there as well. So it was like 2018 was a, was a very special year for Hunter because like the audience was broader in that year. It was meant to be the pavement, by the way. Yeah, it was meant yeah to exactly. Be. <laughs> no, no, so, totally, totally. But, but Andre, uh, let's talk about the new collection, which is extremely exciting because yeah. it is based on the work and life of Sergio Rodriguez, the iconic furniture designer from Brazil. And, you know, 
to be honest, as a Brazilian, when I think of Brazil, one of the names that come to my head is Sergio Rodriguez. Tell, yeah. us, tell us your experience with Sergio Rodriguez and, and how come he became this inspiration uh, for this uh, collection, which is out now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start a little bit earlier. I think uh, from 2018 or 2019, 100 started to getting more closer to Brazilian culture regarding our teams of the collections. So I kind of like was liking to to jump to jump in a little bit further through the teams and through like historical cities in Brazil, such as Salvador, such as Ouro Preto. And then we kind of like created like this this kind of this kind of a, a pattern that our collections would be will be grounded and through until uh, through a very deep research of Brazilian culture regarding a city, regarding a person, regarding an artist. And then I, in 2019, I guess before the pandemics, I was invited from MASP, the museum, to create three pieces to stay in the archive of MASP. And, uh, and then there was the pandemic and I, I, I delivered my, my project and next year there will be an exhibition there. So that specific occasion that a museum invited me to, to create some pieces to stay in the museum, it was kind of like of a affirmation that okay, that thing of researching Brazilian culture is like is something that is coming back at, like it's it's reflecting a, a very quick result into me and especially with the audience that I would like to talk. Also, a coincidence since the first tour, we had a very 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 considerable amount of architects buying in, in our stores. So our, our conversation, our design, our layout of the store was very much like into a Brazilian modernist movement from the 50s and the 60s. So we have like very straight lines with wood, glass, a little bit of like non, uh, a not so much cliche tropical, tropical plants in the store. So we decided that the way we're going to talk about Brazil wasn't the tropical version known as Brazil. We would talk through a modernist way of like a modernist class. And then after Maspi, I had a thing with Brenan, like the artist from, from Pernambuco. And the institute was opening by then in 2012, 2020. And I decided that I would like to, to talk to them to, to creating a collection. And then the Brenan collection was actually a shift for us because I was, I was creating a collection based on a, a, also a major Brazilian artist that other people would knew before 100. So I was associating myself with, with a bigger name and, and, and a name that I, that I admire so much. And we, we decided that the collection was so big that we wanted to film a short documentary. We would do a small like publication we call Zini here. And then the runaway show, and we also had a show, like a concert, uh, a concert in the middle of the runaway show with an artist from Recife, Lidia Tamaracá. And that project led me to Sergio, because the people from the culture was seeing hundred much more. Like uh, out of the sudden, uh, every every art gallery uh, owner was buying hundred. Uh, they were there. People from when it's happening, like uh, Biennale in, in São Paulo or the art fair in Sao Paulo, I forgot the name, uh, uh, SP Arte, the people would come to 100 to buy clothes. So we were kind of getting into this niche of architectures and art. So Sergio, for me, was 
since the beginning, since my first job, when I changed the, from law, the owner of the, of the brand that I used to work had a chair from Sergio. And I remember uh, I was very like raw. I didn't know like anything about history. I was studying law school. So my mind wasn't very much open for the arts and, and, and the movements that Brazil was through before. And I was very impressed with the chair because I didn't know why it caused me so much impressions. And then I understood that the chair itself was only made by two, two materials, wood and leather. And even so, with only using two materials and very, very much straight lines, that, that furniture, it was sophisticated, but in, not in the opulent way. There was a different kind of sophistication mm -hmm. that I loved. And the fact that it was only, it was only chosen two materials to make it, it kind of gave me like the meaning of finishing. So the finishing of, of that furniture with only two materials could create something with that amount of impression and that amount of feelings. And the fact that it was very well done, it kind of, it, it, it teached me what was the finishing that I was going to work with my clothes. So 100 itself, it only uses like silk and linen and we don't have much we don't have like a, we don't use, how do I say, we're, we're more concerned about the construction of the clothes and the finishing inside of the clothes than the, than the fashion, uh, what is on the streets at the time. So I think that that Sergio first impression of the chair kind of led me to, to understanding that you, you, you don't need much in the clothes. You just need uh, some good finishing and some good sewing and some good materials. Because even if you're only using one material, that clothes can talk for, for itself. So after seeing that chair, I kind of look at it and said, okay, when I had my first salary or when I have my first income, I will buy something of Sergio. And then it kind of, I kind of created this thing with, with, with him. I was started studying about Sergio and about the movement and about Brasilia and about Oscar Niemeyer and about all the other furniture designers from Brazil back then. And the, and the shift that Brazil was, was going through the area uh, when we were kind of saying goodbye to the European way of like uh, of getting the furniture inside of the, of the houses because Brasilia was being, built, was being built with a very Brazilian way of uh, Oscar Niemeyer lines and the furniture wasn't going with it. So Sergio was actually the first designer that wanted to create the Brazilian furniture. So, and that's why he, he's so special. And that's why like he brought Brazil outside. Anyway, so I think Sergio opens so much ways for me, like to getting more studies about Brazil, to understanding more about furniture, to, to collecting, collecting Sergio and understanding the meaning of Brazil for outside the world. I think that was the, that was the thing. Andrea, before we talk some of the highlights of the collection as well, I'm curious because, of course, you have a market in Brazil, as you say, you have stores in São Paulo, Rio. Do you have plans to sell your clothes internationally? How yeah. is that? Because that would be quite nice to see, uh, you know, a beloved Brazilian brand by many to see it in other countries as well. Yeah, actually, since the beginning, since I created 100, I always wanted to sell abroad. But it's very, it's very tricky uh, to begin a brand independent, to already think like selling outside. So it was very nice to me that I focused all my efforts of creating my structure here, finding the people to sew, find the, the right suppliers and finding my retail operation. 
And since 2020, we started selling through Farfetch International. And it was very nice because we didn't have much marketing. We, we was just there. We just launched the webpage through Farfetch. And a lot of our classics from the collection, our carryovers, was being was being sold through Hong Kong, through California, through, through a lot of places. And since we opened the store in Ipanema as well, we had during this our summer holidays, you know, you, you are Brazilian, you know as well, but we have a lot of people from America and from Europe, especially from France and from New York, mm. coming to Brazil during that time. And they make our revenues grow so much because the, the currency is different, so they buy a lot of our clothes. And then we were always surprised about the amount of, of clothes and the amount of sales that was made, being made for, uh, for these kind of customers. So after it, we, we, we launched at Fafet and we also have a, a good results. And since last year, we were, we were kind of beginning with this project of coming internationally. So we did a, a year of studies of our marketing, our, our competitors, our price range, our operation, how we would be. So this year in June, I did the Tranoi. It's a, it's a trade show in Paris. It's, uh, they are partnered with the Fashion Week. So I did our first season in June, and it was very interesting. We sold through to a store named Antonia, which is a very reference store in Milan, uh, which was very surprising because it's much more than I was expecting. Very, very, very honestly saying, because it's a very well-known uh, store in, in Milan. They have two in Milan and they have three in Asia. And it's very luxury. It's very like they, they sell all the designers that I admire as well. So like being chosen from Antonia was very shocking to me and we are doing the the second season now with the Sergio collection but a winter version of Sergio collection I'm doing it in January mid-January so we are looking for it let's talk about the collection because I looked at it I mean some incredible pieces I mean first of all tell yeah. us t tell us about some of the prints I love uh, the cargo gray shorts yeah I'm yeah. obsessed when next time in Brazil I need to get one the, sh the linen shirt with this kind of the lovely uh, kind of little print. Tell us about some of the highlights of the pieces. I think when I started the, the, the project with uh, the Institute, I was very surprised because everybody knows Sergio here as a furniture designer, as an architect. But I didn't have the idea that Sergio was a like a drawing machine. <laughs> he has so much drawings. And the way that he presented his projects from the interiors, he used to, to draw like everything in the scene so he would he would draw the chair but with the people in it with the dog under the chair with the book open on uh, on the table with the shelters full of books and and, uh, and a person wearing a animal printed suit smoking a cigarette with the, that glasses from the from the 60s with the hair up so he that was very surprising because he used to draw all the atmosphere that would go inside one of his projects so I kind of wanted to bring it to the print because it's, it's, a, it's a side of Sergio that I don't, I don't think a lot of people knew. So I, I, one of the prints, uh, it was just the projects itself uh, with, with, the, with the architects and with the, with the layouts. The other was very focused on, on the people he used to draw, like the characters with, with the clothes and with the, with the glasses and everything. And it's in black and white. And the other one is, is, is a print that one of the mirrors that I, that I most love uh, of him, which is Cuyaba Mirror. He, used, uh, he designed it, this mirror to a, to a hotel in, in, in Brazil. 
and I kind of did a plate over it. So I, I did a, a print that was the repetition of that mirror that would create a, a check or a plate or something like that. And one of the highlights is actually that I, from that mirror, I kind of recreated the same project that Sergio, that Sergio did for that mirror. And I did it in a very, very small scale. It was made by wood and mirror itself. So we sold all these little mirrors, uh, one and another, and we, we built a cloth over it, over it. So for me, that was one of the highlights. And of course, in the runway, all the lights were reflecting that piece itself. I think the way that I appropriated my techniques with the furniture techniques, like, so we have a lot of volume pieces with, with materials to make it, it puff. Uh, the same material that you use on chairs and that you use on uh, on sofas. We did uh, a technique with, it's called captonné in Brazil. I don't know how, how it says it in, in English, but it's a way of, it's a technique that you use on leather that you put some buttons on it with, with oppression. So it, it kind of created, how do I say, a puff feeling into it. I love the way that we did some... The piece you said, the cargo piece itself, because Sergio used to, he, is a, he used to work with wood. And so he was like a, a character of itself, so of himself. So he was always like wearing cargo pants or cargo vests. So he, he had a, a certain look that I wanted to, to, to translate into, into some, to some pieces. So that more, uh, the, the, the amount of pockets in one piece and and the uh, and the way that the pattern was being created to to held this amount of, of pockets and and but also mixing it with leather so it was it was a, a very nice way to think about scale i think that collection was was a, a shift uh, from what i was doing before because one that i kind of brought like woods mirror and a lot of leather that i never used leather before and with our our tailoring so i was surprised that i that i was still doing the, the same tailoring that i was doing but with another platform that's amazing listen andrea congratulations you're talking here to a fan of the brand that was andrea namitala from 100 for more information go to 100.com.br the monaco weekly was edited by sarah nico And I am Fernando Augusto Pacheco. Thank you for listening.